Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And we are continuing to go through Deuteronomy. And this podcast is all about encouraging you to be reading God's Word. And if you find that difficult, to keep trying. So it's like anything. The more you do it, the better you will get at it. And we should all get good at reading so that we can read God's Word. And one way to get better at reading is to read God's Word so that it becomes more, um, well, so that we get the benefits of the ministry of God's Word. And we should seek this, even the reading of God's Word, or seek His wisdom, right? So, So cry out for wisdom, ask for wisdom, and in the reading of God's Word, to pray in the Spirit for the Spirit's help as you read it so we've done that we continue to do that and continue to help ask God for his help through the spirit in reading scripture and so we are in Deuteronomy chapter 1 I'm going to start here at verse 19 and again really these first four chapters is a quick overview of their time from once they got out of Egypt in the wilderness. And this is going to be talking about the spies and how they rejected God's plan to immediately go into the promised land and the consequences of that. So let's read. Then we set out from Horeb and went through all that great and terrifying wilderness that you saw on the way to the hill country of the Amorites as the Lord our God commanded us. And we came to Kadesh Barnea. And I said to you, you have come to the hill country of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. See, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up, take possession as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has told you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Then all of you came to me and said, well, let us send men before us that they may explore the land for us and bring us word again of the way by which we must go up and the cities into which we shall come. The thing seemed good to me, and I took 12 men from you, one from each tribe. All right, let me just pause there. So, again, remembering what happened back in much more detail, that they, God is saying, go into the, promised land i'm giving it to you and they push weight so think about someone who likes to know the details of what's going to happen they want to have the minute by minute or the itinerary oh so what are we going to be when are we doing x and then y and then z and when is a b and c happening and that's how a lot of us are in some cases it's better just to trust your leadership and and it might be, too, that your leadership sometimes is making it up as they go, right? And if you've experienced that, you know that can get frustrating, when, especially when you think you could have some input that might make it better. Or historically, because they didn't get your input, it didn't go as well as it could have, right? So I get all that. But in the case of God, there comes a point where questioning God is not a good idea. It's normal, 
but we really need to learn to surrender to God and trust Him. And so when we surrender and trust God, that means we, we take each day as they come, we, each event, and not always questioning God. So they're being very human, very normal here, and they want the details. So how are we going to do this? And what kind of cities are we coming up against? When do we get to go to the hotel and unpack our bags? <laughs> kind of thing. So very normal, right? And that's what's going on here. So then he continues on verse 24. And they turned and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Eshkol and spied it out. And they took in their hands some of the fruit of the land and brought it down to us and brought us word again and said, It is a good land that the Lord our God is giving us. Yet you would not go, you would not go, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you murmured in your tents and said, Because the Lord hated us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to give us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where are where are we going up? Our brothers have made our hearts melt, saying, The people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. And besides, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there. Then I said to you, Do not be in dread or afraid of them. The Lord our God, who goes before you, will himself fight for you, just as he did for you in Egypt before your eyes, and in the wilderness where you have seen how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet, in spite of this word, you did not believe the Lord your God who went before you in the way to seek you out a place to pitch your tents in fire by night and, and in the cloud by day to show you by what way you should go. And we'll stop there. So we, we know the details of the story, and we're going to hear the consequences. And as the consequences are rolled out, we'll be reminded again about Caleb and about Joshua. But they, they hear these stories of the giants, and they're scared. And they, they know they can't do this, but they're, not, they're only trusting in what they understand. They're only dealing with what they know which is human. However, they also know, because they've seen it with their own eyes, and Moses is pointing this out here, that you saw in your own eyes. This is the, there was a generation that saw everything that happened in Egypt and coming out. And so he's talking about them as if they were still there, even though none of them actually still are, except for Joshua and Caleb and himself. And at this point... <clears throat> I think Aaron is about to die. So they, that generation wound up passing away. But he, again, in these first four chapters, I think I was starting to say this, he is saying that here's everything that happened, and then you'll get into, uh, as you go into the promised land, how you should live, and then he's going to get into the details of how you should live, so the details of the law. And... Um, and then the passing of the torch. And again, remember that Deuteronomy is very much written like a treaty, one of the old treaties. And so we've already had the preamble. That was the very beginning. And now going through the, the, the historical 
uh, log, if you will. Here's what got us here, and then getting into uh, general stipulations, and then getting into specific stipulations, and then talking about blessings and curses, and then a document clause, which we'll get into in chapter 31, and then the witness, and, and then passing the torch in this case. So all that is coming our way. Just, again, numbers um, handles a lot of the details of them in the wilderness, including this part. So there is parts of numbers, the end there, that actually talks about this part. But it talks about it more from a logistical point of view, where Deuteronomy is actually getting into the actual farewell address, if you will, of Moses, or farewell and how thou shall live. This is how you should live. As you take possession of the promised land, here is how you should live as God's children. Now go. All right? So how shall we live as God's children? Well, we have the full New Testament to help us with that. We have the Holy Spirit to help us with that. So we might be quick to judge the Israelites, but let's think about what we have that they didn't have. Yes, they saw what God did in Egypt, but we have the full counsel of God's Word. We have the Holy Spirit, and we know who the promised one is. It's Jesus. Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. So let's know Him and let's be known by Him. So on that last day, He can say, enter, versus saying, uh, depart from me, for I never knew you. Taking that out of Matthew chapter 7. All right. God bless you guys. I hope you have a great day and a great week. Talk to you soon.